ML Nation, episode 207. There's no failure, just repeated opportunity. If you want to be successful, you just have to copy what MLM leaders do. Welcome to MLM Nation, presented by your host, Simon Chan. Where you'll learn strategies, secrets, and inspiring stories from today's top MLM income earners. To be successful, you need coaching. Someone to help you overcome obstacles, give you a kick in the butt, consistent training, and the right support group. Go get a dollar trial to MLM Nation Insider at MLMNationInsider.com. MLM Nation, this is Simon Chan. And before we start, make sure you check out our partner, Networking Times. If you like MLM Nation, you'll love Networking Times. Each issue is packed with amazing stories and training just like MLM Nation. Go check them out at mlmnation.net forward slash times. Again, it's mlmnation.net forward slash times. And now here's today's review of the day. It is from Signum Kanaxi. I hope Signum, I'm pronouncing your name correctly out in Australia. Signum, you have been awesome. You connected me with Angelo Lucente. And also this uh, review here, it's an amazing feeling when you hear ordinary people create extraordinary lifestyles. I love traveling through the same path and hearing the success stories of my fellow network marketing family. As they say, success leaves clues. Thank you to Simon Chan. We're lucky enough to hear them every day. Well, thank you, Signum, for sharing, for taking the time to do that. It uh, means a lot to know that all the hard work, that not just me, but my team, with five people that work on this, uh, we're making a difference because my purpose is to have a positive impact on as many lives as possible. So thank you for sharing that. And uh, MLM Nation, please take one or two minutes to leave, leave a review on iTunes. It really means a lot, not just as inspires us, but helps other distributors find the show. So now, let's go to today's episode. ML Nation, this is Simon Chan, and I'm fired up to bring our special guest today, Kelly Bell Bono. Wow, with a name like that, you're like destined for success, right? So, Kelly, are you ready to make it happen? Oh my gosh, Simon, I am so excited. I'm excited to be here with you. I know that you're just moving and shaking on the planet. You're doing amazing things for this industry. So, I feel so honored and so blessed and just like I'm, you know, the fact that I'm even able to be on here just is just so extraordinary. So thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you. You're welcome. And thank you for sharing your valuable time. And ML Nation, if you don't know Kelly Balbono, Kelly is a mother of three kids and has a master's in spiritual psychology and family marriage therapy. Ever since she's gotten involved in network marketing, she has been a successful in two MLM companies. Currently, she's a crown director in her company. Kelly considers herself a strong woman of faith and feels that if she's not connected to her creator, then life just doesn't flow and she wants to fulfill the purpose God has for her. What drives Kelly every day is to help others fulfill their potential and walk in destiny. So Kelly, I've given MLM Nation just a brief intro, but please share more about your background and what you used to do and how you came. What a beautiful intro. Thank you. So um, a little bit of my background, you know, Growing up, I had a lot of learning disabilities. I was in school. I had dyslexia. I couldn't read. A lot of kids were moving forward in life. I was moving back in life. So, you know, in the in the traditional sense, um, I loved it how you said, you know, with a name like Kelly Balbono, you're destined for greatness. Well, 
growing up, I just didn't feel like that. You know, growing up, I really felt like the whole world was moving forward. And yet here I am moving backwards um, because of reading issues, dyslexia, just I couldn't process. I couldn't think as fast as the other people in the classroom. I couldn't get it. Um, in college, I failed college algebra four times. Finally, the teacher said, oh my gosh, if I had anyone else that tried as hard as you, they would be a doctor. And so she just said, I'm going to pass you, but I need you to promise me you will never go into the field of science or mathematics. And I made her a promise and she passed me. But I wasn't going to graduate college either um, because I failed so many times, you know, in school. So, so school was always a struggle. I knew that I loved people. I knew that, you know, I, I loved God. I had a, a thing inside of me, you know, from an early age that people really mattered. I didn't really understand it, but I really connected with people. I connected with um, kind of like the God in me recognizes the God in you. And I remember, you know, my senior year, I was class president. And I just remember, you know, standing through the room and the speech that came out of me was really about, you know, loving the Lord. And it was, it shocked me. It wasn't what I wrote, but at the end of the day, it was like, man, you know, the kids, you know, came up to me and were just like, Kelly, that was an extraordinary speech. I didn't know you even felt that way. Um, and so it was just a really beautiful moment that I had. I, of course I go to college and, you know, God's not in the picture at that time. And then, you know, there was a, a day and a time where all of a sudden, you know, the world got really dark and I just had to look up again. And since then I've really just made a commitment that I wouldn't ever go back to that dark, dark, dark place, um, of loneliness, depression, feeling isolated, um, disconnected. And so for me, as long as I'm plugged into my source, you know, my creator, life just flows. It works. I've had extremely, you know, low, low, low points since then. But at the end of the day, I know who holds my future. So no matter how low it gets, um, I have this understanding, fundamental knowing that life will just work. And so um, that has just changed my life for the better. So you had a learning disability, uh, but you have a master's in spiritual psychology. You went to college, you got a master's, two master's. Yeah. Uh, what made you go to school? Aren't you supposed to be like un unteachable, unlearnable? Yeah. Okay. So, so get this, get this. I go out to, to LA actually, you know, after I graduate college, I, I felt like I barely graduated. Um, I go out to LA to actually do acting. My best friend was out there. She was getting parts in um, acting and doing these, you know, commercials. And she kind of said, Kelly, if I can do it, you can do it. Get on out here. So I got out there. Of course, I failed miserably. And once again, I'm at a low point in my life feeling like, you know, I, I failed. I, you know, what, bringing me right back to that place of a little girl that just can't, you know, read, you know. And, and so what was beautiful is all of a sudden I'm running on, you know, I'm running in a neighborhood. And I was with my roommates at the time. There was, you know, like six of us sharing a house together. And we're all taking a jog. And we roll up onto this um, beautiful house that has having a yard sale. And I walk up to the lady and the lady said, you know, what do you guys want to do with your life? And all, every one of my roommates had an answer. They all had an answer, but I didn't. I'm lost. I'm lonely. I'm feeling like a failure once again. Why did I come out here? And she looked at me and I said, you know, I really am lost right now. And I just said it. I was just open enough to just say I'm lost. And she said, oh, my gosh, you need a program called Spiritual Psychology. It's right down on Wilshire Boulevard. And she goes, if my husband would let me do the program tomorrow, I would. But it's a huge commitment. So when she told me that word, I went straight you know, home. I, got, I looked them up, uh, University of Santa Monica in California. I looked them up. As soon as I looked them up, I called. It was, I think, a Wednesday. The first class started on that Friday. 
Wow. And they said, you, yes, it was just a, one of those God things, those moments, you know, those impasses that you just know. And I was in class. I had to get all my records and everything. I got to that, to that class that Friday, and they were really like weekend classes. But what was beautiful is they taught me the key. And the key is there is no failure, just repeated opportunity. And so when I would fail my class, my work, my, my you know, because I could hardly even write. So when I would fail, they would say, there's no failure, just repeated opportunity. We need you to repeat this paper, you know? It was like my spirit took it so well. It was no longer now about the girl that was stuck. It was like they're helping me move forward in a way that is just, there's no failure, just repeated opportunity. And then they also really helped me really say, hey, you know, we're going to link you up with this girl. This girl's the smartest girl in class. She's going to proof all your papers. Because at that time, I was proofing my papers, but even spell check wasn't helping me because spell check, I would choose the wrong word because I couldn't even see the right wording. So Mm. here, you know, I've got this amazing person that They've partnered up with me to say, hey, we really need you, you know, to give back. Um, and you're so blessed in this area. Will you help her who's really not blessed in this area? So it was a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful process. It was two years of having a lot of repeated opportunities. But in those repeated opportunities, I found such freedom. I found a love for learning, a joy for life, and really how to master my own life to really get what I want. So it was an invaluable process that really just showed me, you know, how to really take lemons and really make lemonades and not just make it, but live it, own it. You know, I I can't, I mean, just it was extraordinary to your program. So I just have to give, you know, a huge hats off to that program because they made learning fun. And for me, someone that learning was not fun, that was extraordinary. And then I wound up doing the same school. It was University of Santa Monica that I got my second master's in family and marriage counseling. And the only reason I did that was because once again, I knew they were extraordinary. And if I was ever going to pass, it was going to be through them and having those repeated opportunities to keep repeating. So it was amazing to have a no failure attitude and teachers that would just put the smiley face on, tell you they loved you and just tell you, you know, that you just needed to repeat because we didn't get the opportunity <laughs> that we wanted, you know. And so it was just a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful way um, of really helping me get rid of a lot of old trauma. It was beautiful. Yeah, I really like that. There's no failure, just repeated opportunity. Repeated opportunity. That's yeah, really right? Good. You know, um, so what did you do afterwards? Did you work at, what was your career and how did you discover network marketing? Okay, so so here's the, here's the thing. Here, here was, was the kicker. So here I am, I'm starting to do all my hours and in, you know, in counseling in the state of Florida, you need like 2000 hours before you can even get your license. So I wound up meeting my husband pretty quick. We wound up, you know, having um, a child and all of a sudden I'm, you know, going back and forth doing my hours and I'm pregnant. I wound up having this beautiful baby boy and about, I would say maybe three months into him being born he starts to turn stark white. I mean, we're talking white like a sheet of paper. And he's starting to get these high fevers. And so I took him to the hospital, you know, and luckily the doctors caught it. But his blood count was so low that they really just said, you know, if you go even a few more days without a blood transfusion, he's not going to be alive. So, So they got us to the nearest children's hospital. And so we wound up in a hospital, you know, and I'm, I'm sitting there and they told us at first it was leukemia, that he wasn't going to live, that this was going to be, you know, um, just such a hard road ahead. And so as a brand new mom, that was devastating. 
devastating. And so I remember, you know, cause this was a first two years of his life. We were really just struggling for his survival and he was living off donor blood. And so I remember, you know, there was one moment that I was traveling back, you know, an hour away to go see a client. And I got to my session, you know, cause I wanted those, you know, 20,000 hours. And here I left the sick child in this hospital bed And I went in and all of a sudden she started talking about a shopping addiction and I, my heart just broke. My heart broke here. I'm like, man, I just left a baby that we just really don't know is going to make it or not. And here I am sitting here in my own pain, my own hurt, my own like lost. And here, you know, I'm hearing about a shopping addiction and I just, at that moment, just thought, what am I doing? Do you know what I mean? What am I doing? I'm right now in so much of my own pain to possibly give and like honor people and really bless people the way that I knew, knew that I wanted to bless people wasn't going to happen in this moment. Because right now, all of a sudden I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I drove an hour. I'm getting paid, you know, I think it was like $20, you know, or $30 for this session. And you're telling me about a shopping addiction and I've got a child that, you know, might not make it. And here I've spent, you know, this is a three hour deal just coming for this one client. So that was an aha moment for me. And that was a moment where I really was like, wow, you know, here at the time that I, you know, did the schooling at the time I got my degrees at the time I went through life, I've had some pretty, you know, things, pretty bad things happen to me, but this was like the ultimate of the top of the pyramid. And so I really felt in my heart, oh my gosh, if I'm going to have to sit and give counsel to people and knowing that I'm walking through possibly the loss of my firstborn child, this is going to be a, I'm going to be crying in session. I don't know of what service I can, you know, add value to their lives. And so that was a really hard hit. So I remember driving back to the hospital and the thing inside of me was like, man, never again, never again do I want to leave my baby in order to go and have that experience um, again, because time is of value. It's the one most precious commodity that we can never, ever, ever get back. And so at the time, I didn't realize how precious time was, but I knew in my mind that that was not a good outcome for the time investment. And so I had to really kind of figure it out, but I was trying to figure it out. And I really didn't know that even network marketing existed. I didn't even know that direct sales existed. I really had no idea that there was even a world out there where you could actually work with home and not have to have these amazing typing computer, amazing skills, you know? So for me, that's kind of really how, how it led. And, and what really was starting to happen in the hospital Doctors were trying to tell me that I needed to have another baby in order to be a bone marrow transplant for my son, Hunter, for the firstborn. So that was extraordinary because it's like, wait, you know, at the time we only made $1,800. We're broke. You know, I'm not really, you know, committed to doing these crazy hours like I thought I would be because of life circumstances. And here I am thinking, oh, my gosh, I've got to figure something out. And at a drop of a hat, he might need blood and we've got to be, you know, in the emergency room getting a blood transfusion and we're spending anywhere from one to two days to 10 to 15 days, depending on if he needed it. So what kind of job lets you work around that? So that was kind of like my, my mind started opening to new possibilities, but at the same time, I didn't know what was out there. 
So does that kind of? Yeah. So who told you about network marketing? Was it like a friend, colleague? No. So so what happened was this girl invited me to this spa party, and I remember being pregnant because at the time now I I was honoring what the doctor said. He said you need to have another baby. You guys need to focus on having another baby because you might be in a transplant situation. And we're going to need a donor, and you know siblings are the best match. So all of a sudden. Uh, this girl invited me to a spa party and I wasn't even thinking that it was for money. I just was thinking I need a, I need a night out. I've been, you know, hand sanitizers on every wall. There's, you know, so much going on. Um, we don't let people into our homes because, you know, germs and phobias and, you know, this could be the, the infection that kills our kids. So it really was like, like an isolating experience. So I looked at my husband and I said, babe, I can tell Hunter starting to get a little sick. I could just, you could feel it. He, he would give this smell off. And I said, but I really feel in my heart, I need to be at this, this party. I just, I, even if I just walk in for 20 minutes, I feel like I'm supposed to be there. So of course, you know, my husband looks at me like, you're crazy. You're going to have to be leaving like in an hour to two hours to take this kid to the hospital. And I just, it was right up the street. I just ran in. I couldn't sit there and soak my feet, but I was just like absorbed. I, there, there were girls chatting. I was the one with the hair all in a mess. I looked horrible. You know, we were making $1,800 at the time. So I was that girl that was disheveled. I didn't, nobody would think that I was a good prospect. You know, nobody would think that, you know, I would amount to anything, but I walked in and I saw fun. I saw excitement. I never saw the money part. I just saw, man, I've been letting the world out of my life for the last two years. And these girls are giggling, they're laughing, they're soaking their feet. I couldn't soak my feet because I knew I had to, to get going. But what it did was just really excite me. And then when I got up to order one thing, there was one thing I wanted because I was pregnant. It was this jojoba oil that really helped with stretch marks. When I got up to order it, I didn't think my debit card would go through. So I told her that I really wanted it. I didn't know how to get it. She mentioned something about getting free product. That excited me. So I said, what do I have to do to get this for free? Because I can't even afford an $18 product. I mean, that is pretty, you know, I look back now and man, what a, what a space that I was in. And she said, you know, let's host a party. There was another girl happened to be named Kelly too. She was broke. So I looked at her and said, do you want to go in together and host this thing together only because I don't want to let people down if I have to be at the hospital and you have something booked. So either way, the party could still go on and you just take all the credit if my friends happen to show up. So it was a beautiful, you know, beautiful thing. So what happened the night of my party it was an amazing time. I think we earned a few hundred dollars in free products. I looked through the catalog. I saw this business kit filled with like, you know, $500 worth of stuff. And I said, I want the deal. I want that kit. You know, um, I have enough money and free products um, to get that kit. And she just, she didn't bat an eye. She said, perfect. Okay. Um, she asked me for my name, my information, my social, if she would have had me write it down or sign a form, I don't think I would have signed it because I would get real nervous about mm. stuff like that. But she just talked me through it and said, okay, name, you know, and just said, okay. And didn't talk to me anymore that night about it. Then the next day she called me and tried to, started to try to train me. And I was like, wait, what, you know, what are we doing? I, I just want the kit, you know? And after about three calls, I was just in my heart thinking, what do I have to do for her to leave me alone? I just want the deal, you know? So anyway, on the third call, she said, Kelly, I made $250 at your spa party. And um, I can tell just by the way that you guys are desperate for money 
that you could use that kind of money. And I booked three parties with your friends and your people that you love and that love you. And I would rather see you get the cash than me. But if you're really not up for this, I'm happy to go take it. I'm happy to go get the cash. And when she said that, Simon, it was that aha moment of like, oh my God, there's money here. Like I was just thinking you got paid in product. Like I didn't realize you made a, you know, I had the best night of my life. You made 250 bucks. She walked out of my, you know, my house with, and then here I'm like resisting this opportunity and she's got three parties coming up. She's trying to train, um, uh, she's trying to train me, uh, to go do these parties so I can get the blessing. And, you know, at the time when you say no to life and no to things and no to people, you know, I just really wasn't seeing it until she said that. And she had to just be straight with me. She was bold with me. Um, she just said, you know, um, she just put it straight. And when she did it, I all of a sudden said, okay, wait, I need you now to go back and retrain me because I had you on speaker, but I had you muted out and I really wasn't paying attention to anything huh. that you said, because I was just thinking, how many phone calls do I have to go through before she'll just give me this kit free yeah. and clear, you know? So I really I, I wasn't think, even in the mindset. I think uh, it's important. Uh, you mentioned that she was very straight and bold to you. Like if she wasn't strict, you probably wouldn't have, uh, I think that that got your attention, right? That she was very strict. Yeah, because like, if you don't want the money, I'm going to take the money then basically. I'm going to take the customers then. Very yeah. And, and you know what? If she didn't do that, I would have just played the game. For the next, you know, if she would have had six sessions, but I would have never walked into a, to a home. I was not, it was not going to happen. So I think the way that she was just so bold, God, you know, and that wasn't a skill that I had at the time. So I think she when you know, for her saying, you know, I'm going to go make this cash, but it looks like you need it. You're struggling. Every time you go to the hospital, you're hoping your debit card goes through for the hundred dollar copay. Um, I'm going to go get the cash. And then also Simon, another thing too, that had happened right around this time, which was, I think a, a moment where my values almost got compromised that really changed things for me too. So it was kind of like, you know, that leading up of things, you know, and I remember being at Walmart and I needed diapers and I needed food and I didn't think my debit card was going to go through and I almost thought of stealing them. Mm. And I think that was the ultimate low for me. I think that was one of those moments where I'm like, oh my gosh, I've got a, a starving child. I need diapers. I've got one on the way. And I really don't think my debit card can go through. And it was one of those moments that was like the lowest of low. And so right around that time is when I had my party and she was trying to coach me. So I think that moment shaped my life. It was one of those moments where you feel like you're in the pit. You're so low. And then all of a sudden here an opportunity comes. So you're like, wait, what? <laughs> you know, so I think the combination of that moment of feeling like I'm in Walmart, I'm desperate. I sat there for three hours trying to figure out how to really get diapers and formula out of Walmart um, with the police officer standing there. And so that was my moment of utter desperation. It was a moment that I was fixing to compromise everything I believed in. But at the same time, I had such a need and I had a starving child and we didn't have credit because we didn't, you know, we were new couple broke. We just didn't have it. So that was a moment for me that was like an aha moment. So I think right around that time is right when she started saying, I'm going to go make the cash. Do you want to? And then the light bulb went off and said, I made a promise that if my debit card went through, I would never be in this position again. Mm. And so that was another huge moment. And sure enough, here was the opportunity. And then I just took it and ran. So once you got started, did you have success right away? I mean, you seemed that like you did pretty well in your first party. How was like your first one or two months like? Okay, so so Simon, this was a moment that um, 
you know, of course, when, when you step into anything, you know, I knew that we needed a way out. I knew that getting my uh, psychology ca- hours was going to be very hard with a sick kid because I'm taking one step forward, you know, three steps back. Um, and so the moment that really changed for me and this, I almost quit. I almost quit like three or four times. I walked into a house. I, you know, set up my products and these girls laughed at me. Simon, like they just basically laughed me almost out of the house. And it was one of those moments that you're like, man, you know, this could have been on a movie. It was like mean girls. It was really like extraordinary, just like, wow, you know, and it put me right back, right back to that kindergarten, you know, in first grade when everyone's advancing and you're failing, you know, or you're reading out loud and people are laughing, you know, so it really put me right back at that moment in my life, you know, and I, I drove because I, I drove over an hour to get to that party. And I drove, and these weren't my friends. I, I, at that time, would never ask a friend for a favor. So it was really hard for me to ask a friend for a favor because I just was, that was not in my DNA. So all of a sudden, what I did was I went to like a bridal show or I went to an, uh, a community center you know, show or a garage sale or wherever I needed to go and really tried to book parties with strangers. So here I was driving an hour to do a party with a stranger. And I think her friends didn't really know that there was anything about buying. I think they thought they were there to get pampered. And so when they saw the catalog and everything else, they just started laughing. It was just really embarrassing. They made me feel very uncomfortable. They started making fun of me, you know. Um, And it was just one of those things where that drive home, I really was like, man, what happened? You know, what happened? I, 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 anybody, I feel like, you know, that was the moment that I wanted to quit. It was just like wanting, wanting, wanting So what kept kept you going? What was the self-talk? I mean, obviously, you know, getting laughed at by strangers is not cool. What kept you going? You know what? I think it's that thing inside that says, you know what? We are meant for more than this. I had to really look around at the dynamics in the room. You know, here I was walking. You know, I think at this time this was, um, you know, it was, I think they didn't have the income to sell the product just like I didn't. But instead of saying I can't afford it, Instead, it created this really crazy experience. But on the way home, I cried. I cried my eyes out. I bawled like a little girl. And I just really felt like it was that, that moment that I just said, God, what do you want me to do? Because this, I'm coming up against a wall here. And I just felt that peace of like, you know, I didn't bring you, you know, here to get left, you know, like that was hard on me. Like I cried with you when you were getting laughed at. So it was that moment of, and then also, you know, I called my upline um, after I really cried my eyes out. I really felt like God was saying, don't give up because that's the one thing. If you don't have that sense of don't get up, I probably would have quit because that was humiliating. Um, and here I am, I have two master's degrees and here I am being laughed out of someone's home for selling a product. So it was a, it was a, a really strange moment. It was one of those things. But then I later called my upline after I already chose, you know, to one, not tell my husband because he would say, I told you so, <laughs> you know, I knew that if I, I went to my husband and said, you know, I just got laughed at, he would have said, I told you this is not your, your route because his family kind of laughed at me when I told him what I was wanting to do. They were kind of naysayers. And so it was just a beautiful thing that I really had it clear that I could do this. I could master it. I just got to figure out a different, like, like 
a way to do it to where that experience doesn't happen, you know, again, but I called yeah. my upline, I think after I already made the commitment that I was, was going, you know, I was going to do some more, I wasn't quitting. And then she just said, you know, Kelly, that's never happened to me, but oh my gosh, you're just so strong. And I think just her building me up really helps. So, so that's really, really where you want to be with your team members to say, Hey, if you have a bad day, or if you have a bad, this go up, don't go down. You know, you want to vent up, not down because, um, but I think a lot of people make the decision to quit and they never make the phone call. So, you know, I've had a lot of people call me later that say, oh my gosh, you know, this isn't for me, but they already made the decision two months prior. And then they told me two months later. So I think because, um, I talked to her that day, I was already made the decision though. I wasn't going to quit. And then when I talked to her, I just shared kind of the experience. And I think that really her, her speaking life over me and her telling me how valuable I was and how that, that was a, an extreme situation that that probably won't happen again. That really also sealed it too. Of like, okay, you know, I can shake that off. That was just showing up to bat, yeah. not having practice. Yeah. So your upline is a Dana? Well, Dana, so, so it, that was my first company. That company went out of business. Then I quickly became the top leader in my other, my next spa company. And then um, I, have, I had an experience there that, you know, changed my life. Um, but I was their top, top leader. I quickly ran to the, to the top, top, top of the, the compensation plan. And I just fell so passionately in love with my company. I, um, and then so Dana's part of my upline team with, with uh, my new company. So yes, yes. Cool. And Dana's an excellent leader uh, for ML Nation. If you never listened to the episode, Dana was on ML Nation before. That's episode 122. You definitely want to check that out. Uh, now getting back to you, Kelly, uh, thank you for sharing that story. You said you did not like to ask friends for favors, but obviously later on you overcome it. How did you overcome that fear? Because I think that's the thing that a lot of listeners like, oh, I don't want to talk to my friends and family. Mm-hmm. I just want to meet people online. I want to meet strangers. How did you overcome that? Okay, so Simon, I mean, to, to be real, and you know, that's what I'm all about, because I want to see people healed and set free is I had to become successful without my friends and family. So I really, you know, I, I made it almost all the way to the top of my comp plan before I ever asked anyone for a favor. So all of a sudden now that I'm like huge and I'm being recognized and you know, I was the top leader in my last company and I'm doing extraordinary things. Finally, they're coming to me saying, why haven't you ever asked me for a party? I would love to have a party with you, you know, like, and I was like, oh my gosh, I thought you'd never ask. And I never wanted to stress the friendship out or the, the family out or pressure on anybody because that's not what I'm about. So I would say if that's your issue, there's ways around it. You can find people, but you have to get really good at talking to strangers because what I made it do, because I didn't feel safe, you know, sharing with friends and family or making them feel at all uncomfortable. I really made it to where every time I went to the store, I was finding somebody. Every time I went to the park, I was meeting that mom. I was making that connection. And I was saying, I love going into people's homes and pampering them. I love it. It's my calling. You know, I would love to get a few girlfriends together of yours and let's just pamper and play. And so, and I was great at getting people's numbers, you know, and, and other moms that, you know, kind of, we're on the same kind of path. But so you got to get really good. If you're not willing to ask the people that are close to you that will probably do it for you, if you want to take the hard way around, um, then I would definitely say you've got to get really good at knowing that, you know, my, my biggest thing, and this was an aha lesson for me, is, you know, we're all children of God and we're here on God's playground to play. 
So if you get with that attitude that, you know, we're here to play, you know, these are all God's, you know, children. And so in that space, there's a lot of love. And when you love on people, and I knew the experience I was going to create was going to be extraordinary because at the end of the day, I'm here to honor people. So there's never going to be a pressure to buy ever with anything because that's not what I'm called to do. And then also I knew that I was going to honor people. So how do you honor people? You know, when, when people are sitting around um, soaking their feet, I would have the hostess, you know, we'd go around and say what we loved about our hostess. So she would hear not only what I loved about her, but she would hear what all of her family members loved about her. And then all of a sudden we turn around and say, you know, what's one thing in your life that you're proud of? And don't say your children, you know, please don't say the children because then all we hear about your children, we don't hear about you. And so I created an extraordinary experience. And I, I did that by thinking, how can I add value? So anyone can do this in any network marketing, but how can I add value to people's lives? And when you start thinking, how can I add value? How, you know, it's that purpose driven life. How can I add value to people's life, whether they buy or not? Because that's not, that's out of my control. I don't, I'm not going to go into anyone's pocketbook. I'm not going to try to get them to even, you know, look at my product, but I want to know how to add value. And when I started adding value, my confidence you know, grew so quick. And I knew that I could be a little bit pushy uh, in my way to get them to do a party because I knew the experience they were going to have. And that is one of love and abundance. And when people would go around the room and they'd say how much they loved this person, then all of a sudden my calendar would get so full because everybody in the room said, oh my God, you've got to do that same experience again. I want it. I want mm. it. So my calendar would get flooded. And all of a sudden, you know, I mean, it got to, to a place where I had to turn people down. It was like, or I'm like, you're, you're five months out because, and, and I'm one that don't like to pick up the phone to call people. Right. So if, if you're stuck, not wanting to go to family and friends, you're not wanting to pick up the phone, you're got yourself, you got to create some kind of magical moment, extraordinary experience, right. For people to like, for you to really be successful. So I really had to really get good at really honoring people. And what I found is when you honor people, people love it. They feel heard. They feel amazing. Some, some experiences, everybody would be crying. I'd, I'd in the house, like I'd leave that, that night and a girl would say, Kelly, I thought my mother-in-law hated me. And then she went around the room and she said in front of all my friends, all my family, that I am the best thing that happened for her son. And do you know, I've been waiting for 10 years to hear that because I felt she hated me. And tonight was just magical. And so it was that moment that it was like, man. So that allowed me when I was with strangers and even people that were like acquaintances to be a little bit pushy because I knew the experience. So I would never give up on people. So if someone said they wanted to have a party and they could never get it on my calendar, I never stopped asking because I knew the experience they were going to have. So think about it. If you have a product or a, or something that you believe in, you know the experience they're going to have with that product. So at the end of the day, you want them to have that product because you know it's going to change their life. So then it allows you to be a little tiny bit pushier than what you would be. And what I got in return was an extraordinary result. And people would say, thank you for keeping up with me. Thank you. I canceled with you four times. And Kelly, thank you. I don't know why I canceled four times. This would have been an, a beautiful experience to have six months down the, like before, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm just having this today. And then, you know, people got to where they loved booking with me. So people would come regularly to book with me. I'd have the same people wanting to host every three or four months. You know, I need that experience again. I need you in my life. I need, you know, to feel that. So I think when we honor God, we honor people and we really look at it as not what I'm going to get, but what can I give? How can I give? Whatever the orders come to, the orders come to. I'm not 
sold on that. I'm like, how can I make a difference? And when I started really going after that, I rose so quick through my company. People were joining me. People were following me. People were around me because they love to be around someone that truly had their best needs, you know, at the forefront. And it wasn't about what they could spend. If someone was broke, I was figuring a way for them to get the business kit for free. If someone was, you know, um, had all the money in the world, but they didn't have the connection, it was like, hey, let's get, you know, you get me, your friends, we, we'll figure this thing out. So it was really honoring people in a way that I think sometimes in this business, we can just, you know, it's like a numbers game and we can kind of pump people out. But I think if we kind of go after it as like each person is created in the image and likeness of God, I'm created in the image and likeness of God. I'm going to recognize the God in you and I'm going to call you to a higher space just as you're going to call me to a higher space. And once I started doing that, no one ever laughed at me again. No one ever looked down on me. I felt like I walked into the room. I commanded the space because there was so much love in my heart that people just, it would never have happened. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that was a... You know, I think a big theme, and I would do this on the recap, is that... um, I think a lot of people don't do it, but you've been doing it, is you create an experience. Like when people go to one of your meetings, it's not just about making money. And I think it starts from what, what got you into the business, where you said that when you went there, you didn't even see any money. You just saw those girls having fun and excitement, which was lacking in your life. Yes. Right? And so in your meetings, you've, you've kind of duplicated that. You give people a sense of belonging. Right? You, you oh, share, yes. Like, belong, yeah. which, which most people don't get in the world because everyone thinks about me, me, me. Right? Mm-hmm. So when everyone's walking out there, it's kind of like, you know, one of my mentors told me, like, everyone's walking with the umbilical cord sticking out and ready to plug into something because they're yes. hurting. And yes. they finally go to your meeting and they feel like, wow, it's just, you know, forget about, not even mention the products or the, the business, but you create an environment. They, they have an experience that's unf- unforgettable. They feel like they are yeah. proud of something. And I love your question. You said that, what are you proud of? And it's so good. Like, don't talk about your kids. But I think you're right. Most yeah. people talk about the kids and the yeah. same boring answer all the time. And they yeah. never think about themselves. But you get people to really... Think about their lives and find the good goodness in them, and I yeah. think that's why they enjoy going to going to your being part of your team. Oh, Simon, it w- it was beautiful. We would hear about women running a marathon. We would hear about girls that had done something extraordinary, and even if I would say, even if it was ten years ago. I don't care a moment that you were proud of, um, and it was just so neat to see these women light up and remember that and what it did show. And a lot of people would join because they say, you know, I haven't had that experience in 10 years. I've been living for my kids. But at the end of the day, it's like, if you're not plugged into the source and if you're not, you know, growing emotionally, mentally, physically challenging yourself spiritually, you're going to be in a place of, you know, kind of depression. And so it was beautiful to really call people out. And I loved what you said about belonging because it is, it's like when you can create the tribe, the community, People will belong to a tribe and do so much more better in life. I would say 80% is that feeling belonging to a tribe. 20% is skill. If you can create where your tribe, your your vision, your power is such a life-giving mission statement. We're conquering the world together. We're making a difference together. And you pull people into your tribe. People, one, will never leave because the community is so strong. But second... They don't have to have great skills. 
because they know what they're doing has a higher purpose and a higher value and they don't have to be the best network marketers in the world. Do you know what I mean? They don't have to have those skills. They just have to have a belief that, hey, what I'm doing matters and makes a difference. And then all of a sudden you get that tribe together and you guys start marching forward and then everyone's wanting to do spa parties and recreate that magical moment for the people they love and then it would just grow and expand and it, you know, and it just really got, you know, just extraordinary. So, so that was a, a beautiful thing. Want to know the best places to find new prospects in a new city? What places to advertise and find leads? As an MLM Nation Insider member, you can get How to Find Prospects in a New City course and all my other training courses for free. Normally, these courses sell for $47 on our website, but all MLM Nation Insider members have free access anytime. You definitely want to be an Insider member. Go take a dollar trial and check it out at www.mlmnationinsider.com. That's mlmnationinsider.com. Uh, thank you for sharing your valuable time. We feel we can go on and on, but we're going towards the end of the show now. So, some okay. really quick questions to pick your brain. Okay, these could be shorter answers, like one okay. word, one word, or one sentence. First one is, what is one of your favorite success quotes that motivates you? Oh, Simon, I used to have so many, um, but what I love is scripture. Scripture just, you know, as a man believeth in his heart, so is he. Power of life and death are in the tongue. Speak life. Um, I am blessed and highly favored. Um, you know, uh, without vision, my people perish. So I used to have a lot of quotes from a lot of great people, but now the scriptures give me so much inspiration. I just go there. I feel like, you know, even, even that, I'm blessed and highly favored. Walking around with that as your head talk will change your life. It will change your life. To have point, it's the self-talk. Uh, what's one habit that's helped you become successful? Oh, Simon, I love this. Okay, so, so here's the thing. Daily habits are amazing. So if you could read the book, The Compound Effect, I don't know who it's by, but it's The Compound Effect. And here's the thing. One positive change, one daily action step. You know, if you're in your company, if it's handing out a gift card every day, if it's, um, you know, talking to one person about your business, one positive habit can change your life just as one negative habit daily. You start drinking a soda a day or having a sip, you know, one drink of alcohol a day in a year, you might be 20 pounds heavier and depressed because that one habit, that one change, you know? So, so that to me, the, the compound effect is just the, the book that I would definitely get if you can get one book. And then, um, if you can ever go to one seminar, um, this was a seminar that really changed my life. I was making $7,000 a month. I couldn't quite break six figures. And I went to one of Tony Robbins's unleash the power within the UPW. And that changed my life. All of a sudden I was, you know, nine months pregnant with my third child. And after I got back from that seminar, I literally, I think within three to six months, I was making 14,000 a month. It just went just skyrocketed. And that was one, um, that was an extraordinary conference. I think that just really was one of those magical moments that God had me there for a reason, for a time in my life, and it was extraordinary. Um, so the compound effect is by Darren Hardy. So what's oh, one good. Th- Yay! Yeah. Uh, so what is one thing that you do that um, th- that helps you? That one habit. Okay, so 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 Simon, I I love this question because um, the habits for me are systems. I put my systems in place, and it lets me play. I feel like I do more play 
in network marketing than anybody else. Like I have, you know, right now I'm at my lake house. I've got my mom with my five kids. And this was the biggest thing I had on my to-do list was for today. And what my systems do is, you know, every week someone's getting an email from me. Once a day, I'm writing my daily motivational and I'm giving an inspirational to the team. So it's gathering the tribe. Um, On Facebook, I do my 7 a.m. morning motivator. um, And then I do a a take a look call where there's a business kit at the end of the month that's a a giveaway kit. And then I do a team call and I do a, um, a, a leader call. And so just having those systems in place really allow me to have the freedom to where I can connect with people, but I don't feel like I'm spending my wheels. Mm, my, you know, they're, they're just beautiful systems. They help me literally live a life of freedom. But I know every day at 7 a.m. I'm writing something inspirational, posting it to my team. And then now with the Orlando and everything that's been happening um, in Orlando, I just said, you know, I'm doing this for my team. Why am I not doing it for the world? So I'm really taking that gift that was just going to be for my team and my private Facebook page, and I'm tweaking it a little bit. And and I'm putting it up to, for the world to, to have because I really think if we really don't get down to, you know, that we are loved, we are valued, we are more than just, you know, eating, living, working, dying, um, we're going to see a lot more trauma, you know, to come in the world. So I'm really trying to, to take that out to the masses. What's the best piece of advice you ever received? Oh, Simon, this is just the golden rule that I live by. It's I believe other people are just as valuable as me. Mm. So when I'm looking at you, Simon, you are just as important as me. Your needs are just as important as mine. Your family is just as important as mine. And in that space, in that amount of like holding someone as just as valuable as you, there is no sin. There's no wrongdoing. I have people, you know, this is my third company I've been with. Um, and people will say, Kelly, I will follow you anywhere because I know you love me and I know you will look after me. Mm-hmm. And I will because I love people. And it comes down to this common, you know, <laughs> just core belief of you are just as equal as me. I'm not better. I'm no, you know, I'm not your, your leader. I'm not your follower. I am your friend and we are here to run this race together. And your needs are just as important as mine. And so I think that's more of a global thing. And it's also not being stuck. If someone doesn't buy my product, so what? I love you. I love you anyway. It doesn't matter if you're buying my product. You're amazing. You know, you're extraordinary. And, you know, I I would love for you to buy my product. But if you don't, guess what? I'm going to love you anyway. And I think that's the shift that this industry, you know, if we can really start making that shift on, on a global level you know, level, we are going to start to see such incredible things in people's lives. And, and this industry is just going to, you know, skyrocket and, you know, soar. So that's just kind of the, um, you know, I used to be, if people didn't like the product, they didn't like me. I associated myself with my product. And now it's like, never again will I ever think if someone doesn't want to buy my product, they don't like me. And that was the huge aha moment for me is because people love me. They just might not be able to afford my product mm. or they love me. They might not like my product. It doesn't matter. They still love me no matter what. They love me. I love them. If they can buy it, amazing. If they can't, who cares? Because they're amazing and they're of value no matter what. What's your favorite prospecting tool? Do you use, a, say, say you have a, a qualified prospect? Do you send them a link to the online video or do you do a phone call or do you do like a webinar or would you just do a face-to-face and use a flip chart? What do you like to use? Okay. So I love, um, Facebook, 
with my company, they have this text messaging service that I, I love. I think it's extraordinary. Um, I also love like the company has calls. I plug people into them. They have a video. I plug people into that. Um, but I really try to get people into my tribe. So when people come into my tribe, I try to immediately get them onto the Facebook page and we welcome and we honor them. We welcome to the family, you know, so great to have you a part of the tribe. We love you, you know, so immediately they're getting accolades, you know, and, and welcome. So, and, and they stay, I don't kick anybody out of the tribe. So even if they stop buying product, they're never removed from the Facebook group because at the end of the day, once again, people are more valuable than if they can afford to buy your product or not. So, so I never kick anyone out of the Facebook group. That's just not, unless someone puts something up there that's just really like dishonoring or hurtful or, you know, it's just definitely not a good fit and they're angry or bitter. I might kind of say privately like, Hey, you know, this is supposed to be a positive page. I love you. You know, is at there, you know, if it's just clear that the, the, they don't like, you know, whatever, then that's the only time I would ever, ever, ever remove somebody. And even if people have a negative, I let that one negative thing go. But if it's a continual thing that's bringing down the energy, then I, then I, I do something. But one negative comment or, hey, I didn't like this product, but that, never, I would never remove anybody for that. So, um, so that's kind of my, my take. What is one uh, online resource, like a Dropbox or Evernote or an app on your phone that you could recommend? Oh, okay. So, I mean, right now I'm, I'm loving Tony Robbins. I feel like God has really just given him a mastery gift level of getting people to break through their issues in a moment, in a moment. And so right now I've got his breakthrough university, his app on my phone, and I am loving it. Another good thing is there's a lot of inspirational um, apps. Um, I think some, you know, the daily word, Beth Moore has a great one. So I think just finding someone that resonates with you, but I always, you know, we're in a world where we're going to be bombarded with people not, you know, loving us or thinking great of us. And so we'd never want that to penetrate. So we have got to be filled up, especially if you're in this business, we've got to be daily filled up. And so, you know, every day, what are we talking about? What is the head talk that's going on? What is the heart talk? You know, because somebody can say something mean to me and I'm like, what? You know, I didn't even sink in, you know, um, I cut somebody off in traffic on accident and they're giving me the finger and I'm like, what? I love you. And I'm blowing them a kiss because my state is so filled up. Now, when you're not filled up and someone cuts you off or whatever, and they give you the bird and then you're ready to give the bird back. And then it just creates this whole level of hate. So it's like, you know, we've got to be so filled up that when people say one bad thing or two bad things, or even 10 bad things, it doesn't even penetrate to the inside because we know who we are. And you know what, at the end of the day, God doesn't make junk, you know? So as much as that's, you know, it's really the heart of it, you know, we're not junk. And when we ever tell God that his work is not great, no, you know, so when, when we let one negative thing in, what are we saying? We're saying that you didn't, you know, like you didn't make great work. Well, that's BS, you know? So, so that's my, my heart is just, you know, if we're filled up and we don't let those things penetrate, then they don't penetrate and then we keep moving forward. But if we are not filled up and then someone speaks a harsh word or a word because they're not feeling great, right? Because when people don't feel good, hurting people hurt others. And so when they're not filled up and we're not filled up, then we let that arrow into our heart and that thing could be cause us to bleed out to where we never get back to where we're supposed to be. We always walk with a limp. We're always looking for the worst in others. And so I just always want to be a life-giving person, someone that speaks life over people, someone that loves people extraordinary. And I never want any arrow to sink 
to the heart or the core of who I am. So that constantly means daily being filled up and knowing every day that I have to get up and get a motivational, you know, little something motivational on my personal Facebook and on my group page causes me to be filled up. And I just started doing that this, you know, like a few, like few weeks ago. So God's calling me to that higher space because if you're having to give something, you've got to be giving. So before I would have never done something daily because it was too much ritual. And I am not a girl of ritual. I love to have fun and play and, and just enjoy life. But God called me to do something daily. And this next year is going to be extraordinary. Um, and so I'm excited every day to do that. But in order to do that, I have to be filled up daily in order to give daily. So that would be the one tip that I would say, if you could just fill yourself up daily, it's a daily word, a daily practice. Um, you know, if there's music going on in on your car and it's not great music, what are you doing? If it's a sad country song that's making you cry, you're not going to go out and want to change the world. I'm sorry, you know? So it's like, we've just got to really guard our heart and make sure that what we get filled up with is amazing. And for me, I love the word of God. And I love right now, Tony Robbins, because he is all about having people break through, break through and get free. So I just love that. Uh, you had mentioned uh, Darren Hardy's compound effect. Any other book you, uh, you like to recommend? Oh my gosh. Okay. Yes. There's so One many. book. As a man thinketh. As a awesome. man thinketh. Will change your life. Definitely. And uh, ML Nation, I know you love audio. So if you haven't already, you can get amazing free audio book, like As a Man Thinkers, at MLMNationBook.com. That is MLMNationBook.com. So finally, and- Kelly, the last question, the million-dollar question. Ready? Yes. And I'm very excited to ask you this million-dollar question because you basically built your business at the beginning from co-market. So imagine you had to start all over again. Uh, and you didn't know anyone. You didn't even know your kids, your husband. You knew no one. But you had all your current skills, knowledge, wisdom. What's the first thing you do or the first place you go to find prospects and build an ML business from scratch? Oh, that is a good, good question. So if I didn't know anyone, you know what, Simon, it comes back to the whole theme. I think if we just get out of ourselves – We look at people not as, you know, wanting anything from, but how can I bless this person? I could walk to my neighbor's house right now and sign that person up, even if I've never talked to them in five years. I could go to Walmart today and really talk to people and probably get them interested in what I've got going. Because if I saw them looking at brand cereal and I'd say, oh my gosh, what a great choice. Why is it that you choose brand instead of the sugar cereal? You know, so it's honoring people. You can find, you know, in anyone's choices, you start building people up and honoring people and recommending what's good about them and what's great about them and that they are a force for good because you're a force for good. And you start talking to people on a human level of what's really important. So instead of asking someone on a day, how is your day? Oh my God, I'm going to get a horrible answer. I'm going to get whatever their answer is, which might not be a good day. So if I say, what are you passionate about? Tell me what you, well, that's going to change our relationship In moment one, moment one, they're going to say, oh my gosh, what am I passionate about? Okay, you know, and they're going to talk to me about their kids. It's not going to, when I say, how is your day? I'm going to get a crappy answer. Mm. And then guess what? It might take us three weeks to build off that one bad question, you know? So I never ask people anymore, how's your day? I say, what are you passionate about? And just by asking somebody, what are you passionate about? Do you think immediately they love me? They like me. They're, they're lit up like a Christmas tree. And all of a sudden now, whether I mention my product today or in 10 months from now, 
they're open because they knew that, oh my gosh, you know, she's asking different questions, which questions will determine the quality of your life. So Simon, I love your questions. I love how you are just digging to the heart of it. I love what you stand for. You're a new app on my phone and I'm so excited to start listening to you. And I just think that what you're doing on this planet, what you're doing for this industry and who you are is just extraordinary. So I want to say, I love you, my brother. The Purpose Driven Life was one of my favorite books too. And so- so I just am so grateful and I see that you have a beautiful family and I just love seeing you live your purpose and live your dream and, and God bless you in everything that you do. May God have you highly favored and blessed, my friend. Thank you. Thank so. you. Hey, don't leave yet. So, Amy, oh, okay, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'll so, stay as long as, Simon, I will stay as long as you we are ra- We're wrapping up here. So um, what's the best way listeners can contact you, connect with you? Because you've, oh, you've okay. given such Perfect. good advice. How can they reach out to you? Okay, yes. Yeah. So I, listen, you know, I love... Facebook. I'm at Kelly Bell Bono. Um, I am also, uh, my email address is Purium, P-U-R-I-U-M at KellyBell.com. Sorry, Kelly Bono, K-E-L-L-I-B-O-N-O.com, Purium at KellyBono.com. And then also, um, I love text message, um, phone calls. I really do feel like, you know, when people call, um, sometimes, you know, the kids are going crazy and whatever. But if you send me a text, I can, you know, say, give me five, give me 20. So you can text me at 321 431-1858. And I love it. You know, I really feel like, you know, send me a text, you know, you know, Hey Kelly. And it doesn't have to be about network marketing. It can be about life because at the end of the day, I want to see people healed and set free and walking in the destiny that God has called you to walk in. And so it can be about anything. So don't stress if it's just like, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, um, my business or your business. It could be something about your marriage or, Hey, I've got a teenager that I'm struggling with that I think is, you know, going in the route of drugs, you know, and I am happy to, to do a call or a coaching session or anything. I love helping people. I love seeing people get free and I feel like I'm here to serve. And so God's really blessed me and I'm wanting to bless, you know, others. And so, so it doesn't have to necessarily be about business. It can be about life. I love helping people with overcoming life challenges. I love helping people get set free financially. I love helping people walk stronger in their marriage. I love seeing people just live an extraordinary life. So whatever it is, there's nothing that's off limits. There's nothing that I won't talk about. I'm an open book and I love people extraordinarily. So um, you're going to get you know who I am and you're going to get a higher perspective for your life. So Definitely. If you want to hear what God thinks of you, definitely, you know, text me, call me, say, hey, I need a session. I will definitely be building you up and loving on you and just really sending you light and love and and getting a vision for your life that God has for you. So, so that's. ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today, you've been hanging out with Kelly Belbono. Oh. So keep up the momentum and go to mlnation.net and type in Kelly. That's K-E-L-L-I. Okay, not Y-I. K-E-L-L-I. I is in India. The search bar order nuggets of information on the show notes page. And Kelly's contact info will be right there. You definitely want to reach out to her. In order to be successful in the network marketing, you must help others. So, Kelly, thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We're grateful to you, and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of disturbers worldwide. Thank you so much, Kelly, and God bless you. God bless. I love you, Simon. Let's change the planet. Woohoo! Want to know how to prospect more confidently and speak with influence? As an ML Nation Insider member, you get my Speak to Influence course along with 17 other training courses for free. 
These courses are normally $47, but with your dollar trial, you get all of them for free for seven days. Go check it out at MLMNationInsider.com. Again, that's MLMNationInsider.com. Hey, MLM Nation, this is Simon Chan with a recap and review of Kelly Belbono's training on MLM Nation. That was fantastic. You know, it took a you know it's a long one. It took us a while to get in it, but it's it, I think she's a really good storyteller and really talks about what it takes to be successful, right? And really about leaders. If you're like a, there's a couple of main lessons here about meeting co-market. You know, when I asked her the million dollar question, it's really not about where you're going, what you're saying. It's really about caring about people, asking about. She she talks about honoring people, building people up, and she gave a great question, right? It's like don't ask how's your day. Because most people will be like, oh, it's okay, right? It's negative, and then it's hard, it's hard to turn that around. That's probably like a, one of the biggest go-to nuggets. But ask people, hey, what are you passionate about? And then you get people going off and talking about, and instantly they're in a positive mood, right? Yes, well, people, how's your day? Like right now, as I'm recording this, 1 p.m., I go out there, and it's a Thursday, 1 p.m., people say, oh, I had a rough morning. Oh, it's getting hot here in the summer. Oh, oh I can't wait for the weekend to come. It's all like negative stuff. But if you ask them what you're passionate about, then the whole tone of that person changes, right? And which goes back to the second big aha in, 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 with uh, how Kelly is successful. She creates experiences. She starts a tribe. People follow her because she creates memorable experiences. It's not about how to explain the play plan, how do I share the products. It's about the experience. And it goes back to her. And when she got exposed to network marketing, she went into a meeting, a home meeting, where she saw fun and excitement. She didn't see the money. She didn't see the money or really the products, but she saw fun and excitement, and she wanted to be part of it. Even though she had no money, she had, she could barely afford the $18 on her debit card, but she wanted to be part of something fun and excitement. Because like I said, most people, they're running around with the umbilical cord, like kind of like a cord, power cord, like want to plug into something because they're not getting the fulfillment at work. And most likely at home, they are getting... The, the, you know, home life is once they get home from work, it's crazy. You got to make dinner. They got the kids. They want. They want to be a good parent. They want to do well. They want to make money. They want to get. They want to be part of something. And that's what this business can give. Right. So how are you creating a tribe? How are you making creating experience? Right. And so she asked a couple questions. I love these questions. At, at the meeting, she talks about building people up. Right. So, what did you like? She asked everyone, "What did you like?" It's not like, "What do you like about the products and the business?" What do you like about the hostess? What do you like about her? And she asks people, "What are you proud of?" And but don't talk about your kids. And that, I think that is such another another great question because kind of like, "What are you passionate about?" Instead of asking, "What? How's your day?" Because when you ask most people, "What are you passionate? What are you proud of?" They talk about their kids, and then it's just the same old, same old, right? They're talking. They're talking about something not even part of them. And you know one of the reasons why people don't one of the reasons why people don't join the major reasons they don't feel like they can do it right there's three doubts I talk about this in my sponsoring workshop yeah you've never attended please attend it's one of my best trainings it's free sponsoringworkshop.com prospect has three doubts yeah is this for real can I do this will you help me but the main one that stops them is, is can I do it they don't feel they have the time they don't feel they have the ability they don't feel like they know enough people. So when Kelly asks this question, what are you proud of? It gets them to focus on something that they've done in the past. And so I asked this question, what do you, you know, name your successes. And people go, oh, I don't know. I haven't been successful. Maybe you graduated from high school. Maybe you had your first kid. They forget about all these little things that can success. Right? But instead of success, they expect everyone to be a billionaire. 
And when people have the mentality, I haven't been successful, it's really hard to get them to join. So that's why she creates an experience. People go to her home meeting feeling good, right? And that's what is going to make people feel good. And she talks about a good, uh, another thing. It's like, don't associate the product with you. So if people don't buy the product, it doesn't mean you're bad. It just means you're not for the, the product's not for them. But it doesn't mean you are a bad person or you're not good enough. Couple other tips. She always fills. Oh, going back to the failure. There's no one thing she learned. There's no failure, right? It's just repeated opportunity. So so good, so good. There's no failure, just repeated opportunity. And how does she, you know? You you wonder. Another thing that um, Kelly has is systems. You know, we didn't even have time to go deep in detail. She has a systems of routines. Even though she's not a routine girl, she does like the Facebook at seven a.m. Something motivational. But I'll tell you, because not only when you, she's inspiring others, when you write something motivational, guess who you're inspiring? You're inspiring yourself. That's how she's filled. She talks about, the last thing I want to uh, emphasize is always fill up. She always wants to fill up. Whether she's, you know, she's reading scripture or something else, motivating Tony Robbins, she always filling up. Her, her physical and mental state is so important. We have to guard that. I think the whole lesson of this thing is the, the physical and mental state. What are you doing for yourself and what are you doing for others? So she's filling up herself daily, and then what, in her home meetings or her prospects or people she meets, strangers, she's always filling them up as well, right? By making, honoring people, building people up. If questions from asking, what are you passionate about? Or what are you most proud of? Building people up, making people feel good, giving people, at the end of the day, is creating that experience that they're not getting anywhere else. And that's why people follow her. Super, super awesome training there. Um, it's something to really... For you to listen again to think about how are you building people up? Or are you just seeing people as prospects and dollar dollar signs in their heads? You know, you may you may make some money short term, but never last. Right? That's why, you know, we didn't get a detail. Like people quit on her business very the attrition rate is much lower because people want to be part of her. They want to be part of that experience. Anyway, definitely connect with her. She's awesome. Go to mlnation.net, type in Kelly again. The spelling with an I, like I in India, K-E-L-L-I, okay, K-E-L-L-I, um, to reach out to her, awesome, she'll get back to you, but she's an awesome, awesome gal, okay, Kelly Balbono, K-E-L-L-I, and if you like these episodes, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, um, they mean a lot, the reviews are extremely important, not just for our team, but also for other people to find it, you know, just to give back, uh, helping others find it better, even better on iTunes, and also, if you like this, please share it with the MLM community. Anyway, I'm just inspired, fired up. Thank you again, Kelly, for sharing uh, really what this business is about, right? What life is about, creating memorable experience for others and honoring people. So thank you again, Kelly, for sharing, and thank you for listening. I'm Simon Chan, and remember, we're in the profession to help others. So go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all. Thank you so much for joining us today on MLM Nation. Head over to MLMNation.net for full recaps of every show, our training articles, and helpful resources. Your MLM success is waiting for you. 